Welcome to Hashtag Wolves and the 13th episode of the season. I'm your host, Noah, and as always, I'm here with my co-host, Will in the Wolves Den. How are we doing? Doing great. Noah, how are you? I'm great. Just pour myself a little coffee. Hope, hopefully I don't slurp during the episode. <laughs> yeah, if you hear a very loud slurping sound, it's uh, definitely Noah. This and is that... Wolves ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> Get all of your needed, uh, that's noises, right? Yeah, or they do like the crinkly paper and the yeah, I, stuff. I can't stand that. So take a, <laughs> pause the episode if you're going to take a big slurp, by the way, or, or edit that bad boy out. But as far as the Timberwolves are concerned, we've got a spicy episode, three games to cover. Uh, we'll not be covering the Utah game that will be going on tonight after this pod. We'll cover that in the next episode, but we're going to break down the Suns, Lakers, and Jazz games, uh, and then after jumping through the games, we'll talk a little bit about Towns, uh, our point guard situation, and some other kind of highlights and lowlights from the week. So to kick it off, first game we're covering is Tuesday against Phoenix on the road, and we got a big W in this one, 118-91. It was kind of the victory that I think I was calling for last week. Like, we got some wins, we got some losses, but nothing like... A lame win against Phoenix, right? Right, yeah, nothing where we really, like, dunked on anybody figuratively and literally, I think the reason for the win was DeAndre Ayton and Rashawn Holmes were out again, just like the previous Phoenix game. So they didn't really have any big to cover towns or to prevent against rebounding. So the Wolves grabbing a bunch of boards was big in them, really securing the victory. Towns had 25, 8, and 7, continuing a really strong streak. Bayless scored 14 off the bench. He had a pretty colored week. He was just in on the court a lot more than I expected. It was kind of a theme. <laughs> um, and Gorgie and Devin Booker got into this. I don't know. Did you see yeah, any I saw, of the I saw smoke? The Twitter stuff back and forth, and I can't remember what the funny thing I saw from Gorgie. Oh, yeah, I just wanted to get his jersey, right? Yeah, the, some people put together pictures of, like, a jersey Yeah, swap. but apparently it took, like, security guards getting in the middle of them to have either Gorgie or Booker uh, visit each other's locker rooms. But. Yeah, like a lot of meet-me-in-the-tunnel stuff. The Wolves kind of got into some smoke. Yeah, I, I think, honestly, between Taj, spoiler alert, getting kicked out um, last night, and then, is it two nights ago? Uh, Friday against yes, Utah, yes, yeah. Ago. And the Gorky thing, I feel like there's a little more energy than when Tibbs was around. Could be a you know coincidence, but I think Tibbs' military-type style doesn't really lend itself to letting yourself go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The... The uh, Timberwolves, like most of the NBA, has been trying to emulate like the Golden State Warriors. Ryan Saunders is more having them emulate the Warriors from... Do you ever see that 80s movie about the gangs? Is reference completely lost on you? Uh, gangs of New York? Uh, no, we're just going <laughs> to pave right over that. So, But the Wolves are getting really uh, kind of heated. And, this pod's evolving. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know, it led to a really solid W um, and was a fun game to watch. The only guy that really came to play for the Suns was Josh Jackson. He had 27 was actually hitting some outside shots, which isn't really his game. And Devin Booker, before he got kicked out, only had 10 points. So really solid victory from the Wolves. Carried that forward then to a road game against L.A. and picked up the victory there, 120-105. The Wolves were down at half, and Derrick Rose left the game with, I think, some ankle soreness. But we kind of did point guard by committee with your favorite player, 
Jared Terrell, of course, and your second favorite player, Andrew Wiggins, picking up some of the point guard duties with Jared Bayless, and it kind of led to a stronger second half in the win. Yeah, it's, it's really great that those other guys stepped up, and I think point Wiggs is kind of overshadowing the work that those two guys have done. Mm-hmm. I think it'd probably be a good time to talk about in the fact that I just think that at some point Wiggins just has to be good at the game of basketball, and you can't just say, like, oh, like once we find the right position jersey color and stadium temperature we'll be able to figure wiggins out yeah i I totally agree that like you you should be able to succeed kind of at any position like don't put Shaq at point guard but if you can play basketball you can play but he i mean he got filled the role and helped us get the victory at 23 points i know you're always snooping around to see if he's scoring efficiently but he's been rebounding the ball better Um, It didn't translate in the Utah game, which we'll get to, but it helped the Timberwolves get back to 500. Just a little quick snooping, 9 for 23. 9 for 20, (laughs) but 23 points, so... Yeah, point per shot. Yeah, exactly. Happy birthday. That's all you need. The other notable piece for me was we had a Luol Dang sighting, which was great because he got signed like a $72 million contract in LA a few years ago. But he said it wasn't, he had like seven points in 11 minutes, but said it wasn't about like getting back at his former team. But Luol, like go off. This is the week for the Timberwolves to be feisty. (laughs) Tell them that you're upset that they let you go. So Unleash the bull. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. On the Lakers side of the things, they had six players in double figures, which normally sounds like... I always think someone's going to win whenever they get six players in double figures, but this time not. So you learn something new every every single game. Definitely a solid win. A bummer to take that and go on the road then on a back-to-back against Utah. Loss in Utah, 106-102, but I think the score does not, it says nothing about the game just in that we were down by 23 at one point in the third. And, we, like, and the situation we had prior to the game and partly during, was Rose, Cove, Teague, and Tyus out, all with injuries. Taj ejected. Obviously, that results in some points for Utah, as well as us not having Taj with an already beat-up lineup, and then Towns getting in foul trouble. So we really were down by 23 with the third stringers, like Jimmy mm-hmm. Butler's team. Um, <laughs> Which, if we had Jimmy, could have could have yeah. beaten everybody. So, <laughs> And then back-to-back away games, and this one had an elevation at play. So, yeah, like I said, down by 23 in the third, but I was watching, I was about to turn it off, and then we made, like, a really solid comeback, and at one point, I think we were up by two or two or three at one point, and then it, it, it sort of ended how you would have expected. Like, I don't think at any point during the game did I say, like, this one's ours. Mm-hmm. We never really had that position, but, like, it was weird that we probably got into, like, the 98, 90%, 99% we're going to lose this game, and it was just able to make something of it. I don't know if you want to credit part of that to Saunders and just sort of the new organization and maybe some different energy around him. I think that'd be a pretty big jump, but maybe we'll see it over a few more games. Right? Well, and some some newer guys got in, like Bayless played a 40 lot. 40 minutes yeah. in elevation, and they called a timeout at a weird time because Towns and Bayless couldn't breathe. Yeah, they were like gassed, and like Jared Terrell getting in, so maybe that infused a little bit of energy. Guys just trying yeah, to rally. Yeah, new guys getting minutes are always going to play their heart out right mm-hmm. you know if you get called up for the g league or you're coming off the bench you're, you're not really saying like oh i'm gonna t- 
take the gas off a bit because I need to rest up for the game. Right, you're going you know, pretty all these out. These guys know that Rose and those guys are going to come back from injuries and they're going to go straight back to the bench, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe some different minutes for how Bayless has been playing or whatever, but nothing, no big shifts, especially when you have a brand new coach who's not trying to <laughs> shake the boat too much. Right, I, I agree that it's it's a good testament that the Wolves fought back to get, you know, get it to a competitive game and not fold, but when you go down by 20 it's just an indicator that you're not going to win a lot of games. Even if you kind of climb the mountain again, that team has built up a lot of cushion. And at the end of the game, I really, I was keeping track of it, but really only caught the last play when you texted me, yo, put on the wolves, which is kind of an, an emergency in our uh, messages. Jared Bayless dribbling around, couldn't really find anything, shoveled it to Tolliver, took like a, a fade away. Bad or, spot. Yeah. Go bear. Yeah. And then, um, Bayless was wide open for the pass from Tolliver. Not, yeah, I not saw something Tolliver probably should have seen, really. It was just kind of a crappy position overall. Mm-hmm. But regardless, it was just fun to be in that position. This wasn't a game that we were supposed to win from the get-go. Um, the line I have here is negative 10.5, which is a pretty... like It's usually never really over 10 either way for the Wolves very often. Just because the guys we had out, how Utah's playing, they're mm-hmm. at home. So it was, it was cool just to be in that position. And it's one of the... The losses I really don't care about as much this year. Right. And my perception was like given a road back to back and Dave Benz tweeted out that we have back to backs like the second game of back to back in Utah. Just kind of tradition. A ton. And cool to be close given like our really rough point guard situation not having Derek play consistently having Jeff Teague on a stretcher or in the Bahamas. It's kind of it's hard to tell at this point. But overall I'd say a really solid week to go Two and one. It, it feels good to be a Timberwolves fan and a podcaster too. Yeah, it's honestly it's it's fun when you still have a solid chance at the playoffs. Like I think we're around like thirty percent. I didn't look today, but it's been hanging around there since we picked up some wins. Mm-hmm. And the, you know sometimes there's shifts in the West and other teams, right? But like we still have a, a significant chance where something could pull together. I think if Towns keeps playing like he does, I mean that, that's what's going to come down to, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of our only hope. Towns drops not point and Wiggins, you don't, you don't have you're not putting your all of your eggs in that basket i mean honestly if towns keeps playing the way he does and, and like one other player kind of clicks in addition to you know you can make an argument for rose obviously too then i think the playoffs happen like i, I do but it, it's a pretty hard scenario for all the, those three things to keep up as they are but i, I, like I agree said, in, in this week Yes, been very happy with what I've seen. I've been very happy to be a Wolves fan. Even if we don't have the playoffs so much in our sights, like it's kind of a distant thing, you're still playing competitive basketball. You're going to the game tonight. Like it's still it's still fun to attend the game. Mm-hmm. You know and, that we're playing the Jazz at home and we have a chance, if not our favorite. To go like five, you know, to get back to 500 against the Lakers, it's kind of a nice benchmark. Like, oh, they're sort of sliding without LeBron. We're gaining some games. It It's kind of a slog right now, but it is fun to see just every game things change like crazy yeah and there's different lineups that occur and you get to see guys that you think should be on the floor and kind of test out all your fantasy basketball type things right where when lebron's gone it's just like this tragedy right Mm -hmm. i mean if towns was gone i think you'd probably have some similar discussions right now even if you had every other guy back but thankfully that's not happening as now and you see good players every night and the wolves it seems like they've 
They've been competitive. They show that they can come back. Yeah, I would take the Towns list, Timberwolves versus LeBron list, Lakers, right? Yeah. So I think there's more of a dynamic there, and you get to see other guys play where they're just leaning on LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. <laughs> yeah, it's shown to be you kind of put all your eggs in that basket and probably an upcoming free agent basket. I'm yeah. glad you mentioned Towns, though. Like he, He's been playing really well, and it seems like when he plays well, the Wolves get the victory and a lot of that's dependent on whether or not the opponent has a good big man. Yes. Like he doesn't really exert himself against someone like Rudy Gobert, but if we want to think of him as one of the top centers in the league, he can't just show up when DeAndre Ayton's out or we're playing the Lakers and they have JaVale and Zubats like Yeah. And, and definitely not like trying to like swat down a point or anything like he I think he scored I think it was like 30 it was 29 against the jazz um, mm. 12 for 19 so a very solid game against probably the one of the best defenders in the league right? yeah for sure but it, over a large sample size your points totally correct and then i think you're gonna bring up the foul trouble as well too yeah right? foul trouble is the other issue like if his minutes are getting restricted because of stupid fouls or early fouls it there's kills an us. element of discipline like how is how is that not almost 100% discipline, right? I, th- I think it is. And I think he he whines and kind of gets in his own head. Like, he has all the physical tools in the world. And when yeah. he's locked in, he's great. But he gets out of his element when he gets foul trouble. And I'm not saying that every foul is caused by a lack of discipline. I'm saying when you're falling out, there has to be a factor in there. We are not disciplined. Like, yeah. Taj is going to pick up three fouls every night. He's a big man. He's playing a lot of minutes. Like... You're just kind of you're just gonna get one where a guy drives at you and you know you try your best right right those are the two or three fouls you get the fourth fifth and sixth especially when you're doing it almost every night or putting yourself or you're not getting six because you're sitting out for twenty minutes those fouls are because you're just being frankly kind of stupid in that right. regard right so it's just frustrating to see and obviously we're not as good as towns is but it's just frustrating to see someone who's so talented but really hasn't figured out the discipline part. I don't see his emotions creeping into other parts of his game. Just the silly fouls and the whining to refs. Yeah, but it's just, it's on his mind. I think like five seconds too long, right? Mm -hmm. It happens. And then he'll kind of run halfway with like up the court with the ref. When one, you could be getting back and two, your mind's just not on the right things, right? Yeah. You got to have a short memory with it's, it's such a big sport sports cliche, but like you get six fouls, you know, use some of them. It's not, yeah, I don't, don't, get I, don't upset. I don't want Tom's getting zero one fouls because right. he's not playing the right type of game then. Mm-hmm. And, he, and in a lot of his quotes and stuff, he's saying, I'm just trying to be aggressive. I'm just trying to take over, but you're not getting that many offensive fouls. So it means you're getting a lot of defensive fouls and defense is more just about like discipline, hustle, like aggression. I don't really identify with on. No, it's, it's like a big all... man's defense. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He gets like good fouls where he's trying to wall up or go for a block, but he gets lots on the one, the nights where it comes in bunches, they're sloppy fouls, like shooting out his hip on screens or, you know, maybe reaching in really far away from the basket stuff. Yeah. Stupid stuff like that. So it's just, it's something to watch. Obviously we're not going to be the ones to change it, but I think it's just like a thing to keep an eye out for. Like that could be another kind of dagger in our heel with all these injuries and everything. For sure. But if it fixes itself, that's when that 30%, you know, when these guys comes back offer injuries, it's, I guess with, with, with all that we're saying, we're setting ourselves up for, a potential of a big comeback you know if all these guys come back we get clicking on the foul trouble thing like 
there's there's a narrative you can easily write for mm-hmm. how this ship kind of turns into a better direction. Yeah, we've shown that we can beat bad teams, which is a big part. I think of we're a lot better up, at that. This yeah, year. picking up uh, solid wins. That's despite kind of a rough point guard situation, which we touched on a little bit. Just want to circle back to yeah. Point Wiggs was kind of a big thing for people who were watching the game against the Lakers. Him helping out, bringing the ball up in the second half. He seemed to embrace it, but. I think you and I both agree we need to pump the brakes that it's not going to like unlock him and like now see full-fledged wins. It's a fun Twitter thing. Yeah, Leave for it sure. at that, right? Yeah, and the, the other thing we were talking before the pod, he's been rebounding a lot better which is exciting to see, but any positive stat that I throw out about Wiggins, you'll just say, like, well, what'd he shoot that night? So <laughs> yeah, I, I want him to get over 10 rebounds, and I think it's really cool when he does. It's just I think he kind of... Like, like Maslow's hierarchy of important stats yes are like are you when you're supposed to be an offensive player like are you shooting efficiently no okay well maybe let's start there you know yeah he's not on the he's on the floor to be like a crazy athletic guy who can get to the rim and score a right? score yes and he's just not doing that so it, it's not a mute point but it's it's a fun bonus right yeah double doubles are arbitrary we could come up with like a base 12 stats system oh. <laughs> to see like it's you know. cool to see the double double it's a nice bullet point but when you're shooting you know you score let's say 16 on eight for 21 i'm just not even the, the, that's not a double double in in my mind like yeah exactly the that's the second thing to look for i mean i go straight to points when i look at s- stats but then you know i've i've grown to also look at field goals made versus attempted it's really quite illuminating and yes someone has to shoot right like mm-hmm. if everyone just took their most efficient shot you just kind of be passing around the ball so there's there's some element of that and you should get some sort of like reward i guess for being the person Carrying who's, the load, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I get that but on some level it just becomes kind of maybe pass it to someone else yeah yeah exactly the other two point guard guys to highlight is bayless been impressive probably want to see fewer minutes he makes smart plays he takes threes but he shouldn't be getting 40 on a back-to-back and it's all dependent on really teague coming back and playing better uh he had missed like i think all of the games this week but the last thing I really remember from him was just kind of whining after the 76ers game. So yeah, there's definitely a cloud over kind of the Wolves perception of Teague right now. Right. Yes. I think last year he was a part, he was a sort of maybe like a Taj like figure in that never over celebrated, but definitely a part of kind of the quiet reason why we got a W some nights. Right. Yeah. I think he was a part of just like a super solid five man starting lineup like he didn't win us yeah. any games on his own but it's like the starters played well and t was a big him part and ties kind of seemed like a one-two punch mm-hmm. where they both were just doing the things that they were good at right i mean there was some of the frustration around dribbling until the shot clock's out that's still going but he didn't enough other things that there wasn't like a great controversy around him where now it's just frustrating and i think a lot of that has to do with rose's play as well right i agree i agree and without him for the tail end of this week and we'll see think of our point guard situation without yeah like if rose played exactly how he's expected to this would just be like a full-blown like this is not good point yeah guard he, wise. he has won us some games being that like second banana to towns speaking of which quick all-star game update i know you have been waiting on this with bated breath <laughs> The starters came out and people are 
like publishing their lists for kind of who they voted for for the 12 guys in the east and west and it looks like towns will make it in but rose won't which you know it, it was fun when all-star voting like fan voting first came out but hardens played like crazy and rose is kind of tapered off so yeah. i'm you not need, offended you need to decide if the event is like a fan-based thing or is it the best players it's probably a combination of both yeah. it is um it's like a living breathing entity the all-star game just kind of like yeah flows differently each year so I, I struggle with that and i do think the fans should have some input i just don't want to see like scalabrini in the all-star game because people love him right mm-hmm. i don't think i don't think the guys on the court really appreciate that I, I just don't think in the, yeah. in the spirit of the game. It, yeah, it's right, but at the right? same time, you know, it should be fun to not like the VORP presents. Yes, the, val- I love the value the, I'll based be the players. first one to like. I would get caught up in that wall simultaneously, knowing that it's like not for the good of the people to have me in charge of the All Star game. Yeah, you just have really great assist guys and rebound guys out there. I forget to talk about position. You just see like the top twelve players. Yes, exactly. <laughs> or like a bunch of coaches out there on the court just making smart decisions. <laughs> so yeah, we'll we'll keep an eye on that because All Star Break is coming up real fast. Great city of Charlotte? Yes. Uh-huh. yes. <laughs> We're very excited. Will you be in attendance at all? Uh no, but I'm happy for who came from Charlotte? I think Curry. Yeah, the Curry. Michael Jordan. Yeah, and like yeah. Kemba Walker's getting the all-star nod. So some you know, uh, yeah, some exciting buzz, some buzz around. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Quickly looking ahead at the upcoming week, we got a homestand. Really excited for the Target Center, Twin Cities, Utah tonight, Grizzlies and Nuggets feel like should pick up one to two of those the saturday game against the nuggets will be Three really fun good ish how are the grizz doing I'm the grizz are put, shopping spot, right? conley and okay, all right so, now so not then, great but yeah so you think you'd want to grab that and then maybe one of the two harder ones that's kind of your plan for two games but yeah two would be great it'd be awesome yeah, yeah given how we played against utah on friday and how we now we're home. at home yeah, yeah. Uh, i agree so should be a fun week to keep an eye on lots of lots of stuff coming down before the all-star break for sure yeah well with that howl howl